Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode is brought to you by Amazing Stories Comics in Saskatoon. Swing by the store for Friday night board games at 7 p.m. Play any of the featured Learn to Play titles or any game from the store's library, and at the end of your gaming experience, receive 20% off your board game purchases. <laughs> hey there! Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. And we have guest seat this episode is... Rob from Metal and Meeples and Beer. How are you doing? <laughs> What is a cardboard cohort? Well, cardboard cohorts are board gamers banded together who support and inspire one another and become colleagues and friends in the board gaming community. And with that being said, we would like to support the good, the bored, and the ugly. They have a podcast on iTunes and they record weekly live stream YouTube content. So please check them out. Welcome back. On this episode, we're going to basically feature one game and one, um, let's say, um, future designer extraordinaire uh, um, talking about <laughs> uh, talking about yeah. his uh, project on the plate. But um, the game we're going to talk about is Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle-Earth. Did I screw that title up? Did I get it no, right? No, you, you got it right. You got oh, the in. Nailed you got it. the in part. Woohoo! So many people just kind of can't get. It's like uh, journeys it? through Middle Earth or, or of yeah. It's like... All right, so um, uh, let me uh, let me get some. Uh, what first of all, you guys want to do a quick uh, talk about uh, what we've recently? Well, how, how, how about let's talk about our awesome guest, our expansion, yeah. our expansion pack for this episode. Yeah, that's our that's our new season. It's the expansion pack season. So, um, uh, well, let's be very polite here because uh, good Canadian boys, and uh, and uh, we're going to apologize before we start anything. So, sorry if we've offended anybody already. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, let's get into uh, recently played. Uh, Rob, Rob, lead us off. Yeah. Recently played. Well, actually, the most recent was uh, on the weekend. We played a nice old game of root. And uh, we used the, uh, the River Folk expansion, and I played for the first time as the Lizards, the Lizard Cult, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was a uh, first time for many of us playing certain characters. We'd all been, uh, seemed to have played the same characters over and over again, and we switched a lot of things up. And the Lizard Cult, we had the new stickers for uh, changing the the, uh, the player board for him. And it, it made him from, you know, the worst faction in the game to I uh, came within one turn of winning it. So, oh. uh, yeah, Root uh, hit the table on the weekend. And that game is always amazing. And, um, yeah, that was the most recent thing I've played. Now, uh, did you guys play with the uh, 3D printed uh, uh, figures? That no, we, we, we have them. We have them. Kurt, my buddy, uh, has been printing them night and day um, on his printer, and uh, we didn't bust them out yet because we've got a little bit of work to do on them. But uh, yeah, they're looking fantastic. Oh. It's going to really make this game just look amazing on the table. Yeah, to just make it look more amazing than it already does. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. At least from my perspective, if if we had those on the table, I I would at least be 
um, you know, happy about being decimated in that game because I'd be looking at these <laughs> nice little 3D prints. Oh, totally. That's really cool. Really cool. I, I have always enjoyed it. I've enjoyed every single one of my plays of Root. I think I, oh, yeah, I think I never disappoints. I think I've got all the factions now. I think I've played all the factions at least like three times now. So it's like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> right. It's a great, it's a great time. Great time. I'm still having nightmares about playing the Eerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are hard. They oh, are hard they're just, and, sure. and, and I mean, I'm my own worst enemy because it's like, all right, we're going to play Root. I'm like, give me that Eerie again. I am going to finally figure this thing out. <laughs> and I end up just getting mopped. <laughs> you just gotta wrap your head around yeah. that programming thing you just oh. need to play more programming games <laughs> okay i'll do some mechs and minions right. yeah oh okay I so i haven't played that yet i've tried for years to get my hands on mechs and minions and it just hasn't happened oh uh, we should do a uh we should do a summer exchange program because i think totally. ryan you've got mechs and minions oh yeah my board game club guys went like ran through the campaign last year and I was so mad because they got farther than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I th- I, I'm going to work on this idea of a board game exchange program. That's that's like it's like a student exchange program. It's a good idea. I like it's that good idea. Ryan, what have you been playing, man? Well, what haven't I been playing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in on something that I think I, that I know that you got to play in the last week. I got some Lisboa oh. played that. Oh, nice. Vito Lacerda mind melt so many things going on uh but you're at but norm it's just play a card pick up a card isn't isn't that how you explained it yeah and then the back <laughs> of your head blows off and there's just this splatter jackson pollock splatter on the back yeah. of the wall behind you yeah well it really <laughs> is it's just you play a card it's just everyone you play a card there's like so many things that that one card can do and then i need to do this thing before i do those things and then i do these things and then Oh, but they're doing those things way better than I'm doing these things. So I'm like, what do I have to? What do I have to do? It's oh, it was just it's so much fun. So much uh, fun. When we played that, I'm going to uh, I'm going to say that uh, I was I wasn't as successful as I could have been because um, I learned the game looking at the board upside down, and that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Oh, you mean you didn't (laughs) you you didn't win that game? I thought you had like this big massive lead around the board when i when i popped in there you had this big massive lead you didn't actually pull it off i did well it was one of those things that i did i not that i didn't that it was i didn't have the opportunity to invest in some end of game scoring Uh, situations yeah those decree cards are actually very very important yeah i think the for me though was the uh was the influence on the roads oh okay like when you have to have the like part of the thing where you build their store yeah. and where your stores are placed there's actually end of game majorities absolutely for, for those different streets and everything yeah if you don't get on some if you don't get score on some of those then you're yeah you're gonna get left in the dust i focused on i think i focused too much on a couple of my end of game scoring cards and i lost perspective on the growth in building the what is it the the, mm-hmm. uh, the marketplaces or the the, the, the public buildings that go yeah, the, around the, no no the buildings yeah. on the inside oh, okay the stores the stores yeah. Oh, yeah yeah and uh that's where yeah that in the final scoring that's where all of a sudden it just started stretching out and i just i right away i realized ah next time i've got a ba- i have to balance it a little bit better but yeah, yeah. i'll have to lend this one to you because it the, the solo play is actually very very good 
it very very challenging like lacerda he's a cheater <laughs> one 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 thing. Oh, yeah. one thing like he he doesn't like pay for like anything and stuff like that and he's building stores and public buildings left right and center and you're like how do i slow this down like he is building up an engine he like he's building up points like left right and center i've heard that there was a good ai developed for that game yeah it's 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 very good it's very challenging i'm almost i like almost i've come very close at beating it but like he's still yeah he's still scoring more points than me ah oh. it's it's a very good game lisboa uh yeah because I'm, I'm a lacerda fan like i, I vino's in the gallerist i was just gonna fan. say where does that rank in your in your uh top flavor packet of the lacerda games mm, well lisboa uh, sorry vino's is still probably one of my favorites it was one of my it was my first and it's probably the one that i probably understand the most so then I'll, I'll obviously <laughs> rank that one a little bit higher, but Lisboa is second right now. Cool. Lisboa's cool. got a fantastic, uh, fantastic action selection system. My yep. first uh, Lacerda game was Kanban. Yeah. And I got wiped in that game <laughs> and it was awful. And I, I was not picking up what it was putting down the whole way through. It seemed like I was like three or four uh steps back of where i needed to be at all times um so that was my first taste of lacerda and then when i heard we were going to play lisboa i was looking at it and i was like oh, i don't i don't want anything to do with this game it's not <laughs> up my alley at all and I, you know i i never say no though i'll play whatever anybody wants to play and i was so pleasantly surprised by that game um that yeah i was able to wrap my head around it because like in Kanban, I was just so lost at like needing to, you know, produce this to get that, to move it over here, to do that. And and then I would produce, you know, a car after five turns and it would get me zero points. Right. And like <laughs> it would, uh, Lisboa though, I found that the complete opposite, it was, it was challenging, but it was something I was able to, uh, to, uh, get behind. And I, I did really well in it. I think I almost won the game actually when I played it. So, um, yeah, I've had, I haven't played, uh, uh, the other two, uh, Vinos and um, the Gallerist, yet, but uh, I've had yeah night and day um, differences between my my two experiences with Lacerda. So yeah, I, I fully agree. Lisboa is awesome. Kanban, it can take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I own Kanban. I mean, th you're absolutely right. Kanban has so many small, little, integral moving uh, parts. Um, it was just awful for and, me. And Lisboa is the opposite end of the spectrum. It's like totally. play a card, pick up a card. It's nothing smoother <laughs> than that, right? But <laughs> but right. the but but the 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 cascade effect of that one card you play is kind of like Kanban in the fact that oh crap, I didn't get this part and I didn't get that and ah, it's not gonna you know I I'll finish my car, but it's not gonna amount to anything because <laughs> yeah. I forgot that small infrastructure underneath it. And I think that's kind of oh. the same with Lisboa, but all in your mental preparation rather than getting all yeah. the, the parts mm -hmm. and the plans mm -hmm. and the whole thing. Yeah. For whatever reason, Lisboa just seemed to click and Kanban, it just didn't happen. And uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, I first got of it. all, that a board, diamond. that board is an ADD oh. mind meld, right? Oh, it's just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's hard to look at. It's, you know, like, 
and there's like little subtle lines that mean things that you wouldn't think so unless you read the rules and little and tiny like, doorways that connect one department to the other department yeah. that you you take a magnifying glass and go oh crap yeah there is a doorway here exactly <laughs> That's yeah so yeah thematic <laughs> Lisboa is great Kanban woof I, it's just it did not click for me but Lisboa but, for whatever reason totally did but I know you want to play Kanban again. Oh yeah. <laughs> the problem with that is it, in my group, uh, a couple of them love Kanban, so or, or love uh, Lacerda in general. So it's just like every time I step into uh, a game of anything Lacerda, I just know I'm going to get annihilated. But I'm fine with that. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm fine playing anything whenever. I'm never one of those guys that says ah, I'm not going to play that. You know, I don't play Lacerda. I don't do this. I don't do that. So I'll play whatever. Right anybody on. wants to play so yeah right um, on well my recently played was about... i know i'm gonna get annihilated <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm, right away i'm looking at my co2 that i just picked up oh yeah that's another one that i haven't played that's the co-op one isn't it that's the co-op to a certain point because oh, okay. you still want to uh, uh, semi-co-op is what they refer to it okay yeah that's the, least, that's the one i have least the amount of knowledge about yeah we'll we'll have to take that one out yeah but uh yeah i was gonna i was saying um my recently played was about a half an hour ago and i think it's still sitting upstairs which is uh black orchestra oh i've seen that on the table a few times which is the uh the game where you're where you're trying to assassinate hitler oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i haven't I, played it but it looks I, awesome the board the board game version of like a valkyrie a valkyrie yeah yeah and yeah. The, i mean that 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 uh, individual is in there and um yeah that's what a fantastic game um uh, and I and I'm right away. I can hear Ryan's influence in my head. Do not go into depth. Just talk about the game. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it can play up to I think five, or it can play solo. And um, yeah, well, it, well, it's, it's a cooperative. Yeah, the interconnectedness of trying to uh, get your resources, trying to find the right plot, trying to ha- basically trying to make sure that. Hitler is in the right place at the right time with the right people and the right elements and the right plot plan before the Gestapo comes down on you. It's just insane. I've, I've yet to, I've yet to be successful at that game, but, (laughs) oh yeah. But every time I play, it's just this whole, it's, it's such a brilliant puzzle. And, um, the, it's a very much car driven system um and uh yeah this is definitely if you if you haven't had a chance um i think this is one that uh, ryan i know you would dig this one and rob like you just said you'll try anything this oh, one yeah. because of the historical re- re- relevance um uh, totally. yeah there's just this like some of the cards i'm a history teacher right so i'll pull up some cards and one card was crystal knack and the the flavor text is bang on and the 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 way that this card and the theme of this card moves the the individuals like you know uh, Hitler and Himmler and Goring, all these individuals are are randomly moving around the board, and they could at any point foil your plans because all of a sudden they're in the same place that you are, and your suspicion goes up, and all of a sudden oh that's so cool everything oh, cascades, and and the best part is you can get thrown in in jail. 
and interrogated. And there's these cards that if your character is in jail being interrogated, you look at the card and it'll tell you certain information that you cannot share with your group that you that right? could come out being a, you know, a double agent, or you could come out and, and slew footing the whole plan just because that's part of the interrogation card that you, that you have to uh, respect. And, um, Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, okay. I have a huge World War II buff too, and uh, and then any game where you're trying to trick each other, or you know, uh, like you said, uh, where where you become a double agent, things like that. I'd oh, it's right up my alley. I would be all over this game. And being a, sure. and being a cooperative thing too. It's it's um, I've yet to play it with a group of people because I would find that very interesting. Um, kind of like that hidden identity thing. Once they come out of jail, you're, you want to help them, but you're just sitting there thinking, why are you behaving differently than before you went? It's like, there's something up right. with you. Nobody, like everybody's radar should be pinging because this is a bad situation. And I mean, I can see that in the game, but I have not experienced it. Like I said, I've only played this solo, but yeah. Yeah. Now I want oh, to play cool. this with some people. Totally. <laughs> Well, what tab- tabletop day is coming up? Woo! It is. You're right. Is that next week or when is that? That's this, this weekend. It's coming Saturday. It's coming. Oh yeah. Nice. And just just for uh, we could do a quick plug here. Um, uh, uh, our uh, our wonderful wonderful sponsor Jeff at Amazing Stories, um, Bridge City Board Gamers. Ryan and I are going to be hosting a KeyForge tournament. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, oh, man, KeyForge is so badass. <laughs> apparently it's like some stores this weekend are going to be getting their the the new set age of ascension yeah i, I just got my uh my uh online notification of that mine's going to ship here shortly so all yeah. i'm going to say is i saw five boxes of two-player um age of ascension at the store today with some, with some brand new KeyForge player mats and uh and our little uh our little tournament kit so so, nice. so so are we going to be playing the tournament with the nude set? No, well, ah, uh, he's, he's <laughs> just just put some ga- some some cards aside for the tournament specific, but yeah, I I'm going to have to be leaving with one of those uh one of those boxes. Now, I thought it was really cool because the original box came with um two starter decks and then two unique decks and then mm-hmm. all the bits yeah. and bobs, right? This yeah. version is all the bits and bobs and two unique decks and no starter decks. Oh, yeah, nice. that's 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 the way they probably should do it. Anyone that's buying that set probably has the the yeah. Akrons now anyway. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that uh, and and this tournament idea was was influenced by you, uh, my friend Rob, because yeah, at, uh, Terminal City uh, Tabletop Con, you got one going on there. You want to give, I us, did. A quick, give us a quick little boo on that one man it was awesome it was the first time i'd done anything like that um i was pretty nervous about how to do it how to run it i uh, i did a lot of research and and uh talked with uh the organizer and got his input on how tournaments are run and things like this um i didn't know how many people to do um we kept it pretty small we i was thinking about going to 32 but we kept it at 16 kept it kind of manageable it kept it into one kind of uh, localized spot in the in the uh, in the venue in the venue itself uh, yeah. so you know people weren't spread around all over the place um, 
And yeah, had, you know, various prizes of decks and t-shirts, things like this. And you had timed um, games too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, they were timed games. Um, and we just had like a little iPad with a, a clock going so everyone could see how much time they had left. And um, the cool thing about it is one person didn't show and what, there was an extra guy that showed up. And um, he was just sitting there waiting to see if he would get a spot. And he did. And then he won the whole thing. That's right. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah, yes. so this walk-on guy came in and uh, took the whole thing, and he was a great guy. I believe his name was Nick. He was a he was a super cool guy. And yeah, he won the whole thing. He walked away with, I think, five or six decks and a couple t-shirts and things. So yeah, it worked out really nicely. It, it went really quickly. Everyone had fun. Um, Sixteen was a good number for me to do for the first time. Uh, next year, if I'm there uh, doing it again, I might up it from there, but. Uh, yeah, it was a cool experience, and uh, I'd be happy to do it again for sure. Cool. And yeah. you, um, this was your what sixth time that you went to Terminal City? Yeah, it was. Uh, I've been there every year, uh, and it started in a little room. Uh, ooh, I don't even know how many people were there, but maybe a couple hundred. Um, and uh, it's moved three times since then, and now it, being at the Croatian Cultural Center in uh, in Vancouver is an awesome venue, an awesome location. Um, He's got room to expand yet, so he's he's expanded. He's been there twice, and he's moving, or he's expanding a third time inside that venue, uh, wow. acquiring more nice. rooms. And it's just, yeah, he's got a great setup. It's awesome, uh, awesome place, awesome city, and the organizers are top notch. Yeah, well, you know, not yeah, to make any promises because I went this time, and I and it was awesome. I met you guys, and and yeah. um, and uh, I mean that reinforced my whole cardboard cohorts thing. It's like this community is awesome, right? I mean, I went by myself and uh, Aaron from Boards Alive uh, texting yep. back and forth. He's like, dude, just show up, man. It's like, you'll, you'll gain. Don't get, don't get, don't <laughs> be worried. And I mean, totally. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big worry wart. And I was just kind of standing there kind of not freaked out, but kind of like, I have no idea who's here. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it maybe took me about an hour, a couple people playing. And then, and then, uh, and then uh, I think once things, once things kind of fell into the pocket, um, speaking of the drummer language, once I found my pocket, <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, hung, hanging out with you guys was like the highlight of the uh, the weekend for me. So that oh, was, was awesome. Great. Yeah, we had a great crew there. It was awesome. And uh, but not to make any promises, I think I got Ryan convinced to uh, maybe. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm fired up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> I gotta make it Do happen. It. I'm, it's, I'm be- it's the best. I'm booking it now. <laughs> right now right yeah, now. right now pause pause this show go yeah. book that so so the so here's two options ryan we can either fly from saskatoon to vancouver or we could fly saskatoon to Kelowna and then drive with the Kelowna crew That's i'm game possible. I'm, I'm game I, with whatever i've affectionately referred to you guys as the Kelowna cardboard cartel awesome i love the sound <laughs> of that norman is alliterations <laughs> So hey, you guys ready to start talking about the that big box uh, mind um, expanding um, brilliance that uh, that I've that I've yet to dive into deep enough that that uh, that you guys have. I mean, Rob, I, I started I started I think it was right after Terminal City that you, on Twitter you were posting and it's like I got home and look what's on my table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you yeah. and Anne Marie were just like. We played every night for two weeks, basically. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and, know, and the thing that impresses think. me the most, Ryan, you'll appreciate this. He has two kids. Yeah. Four and six. 
So they're in bed to... at seven o'clock. <laughs> it's my time. <laughs> I'm just ex- I'm just exploring this, yeah. this concept of the two children. Yeah, my my kids' oh. doors lock on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so okay, yeah. Uh. Well, I because I probably don't have that depth of commentary. I will I will introduce the game details and then uh, I'll pass it off when it comes into uh, the nuts and bolts because you guys will have more on that than I do. So sure, let us start. We have Lord of the Rings journey journeys plural journeys. in Middle Earth and. Uh, 2019 um it kind of makes me flinch because i'm all about the talking about the older version games but i'm i'm comfortable because the ip is old the ip has some history so it's not like it's a brand new you know chrome and a new paint kind of thing it's lord of the rings man it's tolkien um so this one was designed by nathan hayjack and grace holding goss i hope i i hope i did that good well done well done Thank you very much. Guess, yep. um, uh, Fantasy Flight. Um, uh, and uh, as far as uh, like artists, they don't have very, this is not available because I think it was basically just a mass graphic arts endeavor to get this um, paper, or not, I would say physical ver- version of art and the digital version of art. And we'll, we'll explain that for anybody who has no yeah, idea. Yeah, it looks like it, some of it is. Uh based off of some of some of the card game yeah so card game art yep. yeah. yeah so um i'll i'll my favorite thing is to is to dramatically read the description so <laughs> embark on your own adventures in jrr tolkien's iconic world with lord of the rings journeys in middle earth a fully cooperative app supported board game for one to five players You'll battle villainous foes make courageous choices and strike a blow against the evil that threatens the land all as part of a thrilling campaign that leads you across the storied hills and dales of Middle-earth. Each individual game of Journeys in Middle-earth is a single adventure in a larger campaign. You'll explore the vast and dynamic landscapes of Middle-earth, using your skills to survive the challenges that you encounter to these perilous quests. As you and your fellow heroes explore the wilderness and battle the dark forces arrayed against you, the game's companion app guides you to reveal the looming forests, quiet clearings, and ancient halls of Middle-earth, while also controlling the enemies you encounter. Whether you're venturing into the wild on your own or with your close companions by your side, you can write your own legend in the history of Middle-earth. Thank you very much. I'm here all weekend. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Um, so that's the beginning of the nuts and bolts. Um you know, Ryan, I'm going to let you go through the mechanisms. Sure. So Journeys in Middle-Earth here, it's uh, just like you said, it's a it's going to be an adventure campaign-based game where you're going to play through a series of scenarios. And just like the description says, it's mostly controlled through uh, an app that you can run on either your iPad or your laptop or something along those lines. And from what I've been told, this app, runs very similarly to the other fantasy flight apps for some of their games like mansions of madness or star Wars, Imperial assault or descent things, things like that, where the computer it's going to control the control, the dark fort in this case, the dark forces. So what you're going to do is you're going to actually, you're going to select one of uh, what the base game here has six, I think six characters inside of it. 
Yep. Um, you got yep. you got Aragorn, you got uh, Bor- Boromir, you got Bilbo. <laughs> you 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 build Bilbo. Like, I just I just had to. I had to play it. <laughs> I just thought it was as, as ridiculous as it sounds. But uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna select one of these characters, and then part of the part of your initial setup is that you get to choose a class for the like essentially like a class for your character, and it's got its own little deck of cards that you're gonna con- kind of put together. And yeah, what you're gonna do is you're gonna go out on these adventures, run through this app. What you're gonna see in the let's just say go through like a very similar um, scenario is that you're gonna have these little tiles and these tiles are very i actually like them they're really uniquely shaped and what you're going to do is you're going to start off with very little like maybe two or three tiles put together very see only very little of the landscape and as you go out and exploring it's going to reveal more and more of these tiles to kind of give this bigger grander adventure uh what i like that it does is that it actually uh, randomly produces these encounter tokens and from what I get, gather, I've played the um, I've played the intro scenario a few times, and the scenarios that pop up are all different. Yeah, I've had that same experience. Yeah. I've I've exactly. played it. Your 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 grand your yeah. grand goal your your overall goal like the big story is is not going to change from what I've gathered, um, but the things that happen in between uh, will, will will drastically change, and where you may find. The, the the clues or the uh, where you might find where you have to go might change from from uh, play from play to play. And what I what I noticed also too with the with the three times that I played that first camp uh, the first campaign part or that first intro is all the tiles are the same but they come out differently and they come out in a different direction and um, so there is a randomization based on I would say a inventory of of data. Yeah, even sometimes yep, exactly. the even sometimes the uh um the villains that that come out are, yeah. are, is is different from what I from what I gathered too from some of my experimentation um depends on the play on the characters that you're controlling. Mhm. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that, that's what it, that's what it kind of seems like. like sometimes sometimes you'll have like the wolf the wolf like creatures will come out in one scenario but sometimes you'll just only just encounter just the just the regular scoundrels. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um uh the mechanisms are now again. Um, I haven't played Descent and I haven't played Imperial Assault. Is it the same, or did they kind of fine tune stuff? No, I think this one they kind of mostly relate to. I think more Mansions of Madness style rather than like yeah. a uh, Descent or Imperial Assault. Because a lot of things which you're going to do in this game is you're going to be performing uh, skill checks, and the way that they uh, resolve a skill check is that on your player card you're going to have um, certain numbers besides certain skills. And when the when it's time for you to test one of these, you're gonna take your little individual player deck, and what you got to do is if it says, "Oh, you need the skill check um your agility, um four," what you have to do is you have to then flip over four cards from your little personalized deck, and then count up. There's little icons in the top corner there that will count your successes. And so if I flip over four cards and I get two of these success icons, I got two successes. Now there's also another little icon and I believe, Oh, I'm with the influence. Is that? Yeah. The influence. If I have an influence token on my player card and an influence icon play, I can spend an influence to increase my successes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're called inspiration tokens. Inspirations. There we go. There we go. Yeah. 
the, I, knew we got the, I knew I knew we brought Rob on. He's close. He's close. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I really liked with the uh, with the skill checks is sometimes it's just a did you make the skill check? Yes or no. Sometimes it's did you make the skill check and how well did you make the skill check because mm-hmm. that will mm-hmm. influence your how successful you are in this yeah. in this endeavor. I yeah. thought it was great. Oh yeah, I really oh, like super cool. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, some of them tell you specifically how many successes you need. And then the other ones just will be like, just, okay, tell tell us how many successes did you get? Yeah. And, and, it's, and it, it seems it like it'd be a, it, yeah. yeah, it seems to be like a culmination. Like you, ha- you ha- will have to perform this multiple times. And I think it just kind of keeps track of how many successes you successfully get. Uh, to exactly. order to finally, finally pass the scenario. I, yeah, that was actually really cool. I'm like, oh, do I only need, do we only need like three this time? Do we need well, five? And with with that in mind, you're as a as a as a company or a campaign, you're thinking, okay, who's got the best chance of making the most successful skill check at this, right? Like, I mean, one of the it's favorite totally. ones is climbing the tree to look for yeah. the, the footprints. Yeah. It's like you're not sending Gimli up the tree. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Right? Totally. So I loved how I loved how a lot of this integrate like this 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 digital mechanism and card mechanism integrated into the thematic sense of this whole storytelling and narrative. Yeah. yeah. What, one of my favorite things too, is the, um, one of the actions you can do is the scout action, which kind of gives you oh yeah to bring, bring out one of your player cards and actually have it as an active ability that you can, exactly. sometimes it'd be a, a exhaustive. It could be just a permanent ability, but yeah, doing a scout action, just to actually bring something out that you can, actually use and therefore you can further plan out your turns and you can kind of maybe hopefully synergize with some of the other characters you have going on that Mm -hmm. i thought that was really that was really kind of cool too yeah the uh, and And when you do that with the with the scouting um it's kind of like a balance you have to keep when you if you scout too many times you're starting to pull those cards out of your deck which are used for doing your uh your checking right so like if you pull Mm -hmm. out a good card that has say two of the uh, um, the little uh, success symbols on it, but you want to use it like on your, your player board as a, as a, an action card, you kind of have to weigh the, your options. Do I want to keep that one in my deck to hopefully use it to get two successes for something I have to check for, or do I want to use that ability that's written on the card? So I, I really like that aspect as well. Yeah. And that also at the end of your turn, all the cards that you have flipped over well, you're going to, at the end of your turn, you're just going to shuffle it all back up again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super so cool. It's a, so it's a, it, it's not bad to actually just flip through all your cards on a turn. No, exactly. Yeah. You're just, just going to shuffle up. Right. Okay. Yep. Well, with that being said, how, how does a guy win this game? Well, you just get, you got, you got to, you got to. We're winning. Yeah, this and that's what uh, I mean. Usually, all these other games that we look at and we talk about, there's a definitive. You know, this is how you win. This is how you make your points. This is so unique that that it's. Yeah. I mean, it's the beginning exploration of a, yeah. at its finest, man. Yeah, at the beginning of a scenario, you don't know what you have to do in order to win the scenario. And from what totally. all I from what all I've gathered is that you have to win X number of scenario. You have, you have to get to a certain point in the in the the overall campaign in order to actually like successfully complete the campaign. Like I'm at a stage right now where it's like, Hey, you know, if you fail, if you fail this scenario, you're done the campaign. 
that or or really? if you or if you win the scenario you you're, you're going to go on but if you lose now you're you're going to go you're going to go home is that rest- right oh rest- i haven't rest- come across that yet <laughs> oh that's so Every, cool everything i've come across has been progressively just pushing the yeah. story forward so yeah i haven't come across anything that gave me an ultimatum <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah i can't that's re- cool. yeah I, I won't spoil it for anybody here but we'll we'll, we'll chat afterwards but totally. Yeah, I just thought that was cool. It's just like at the beginning of the scenario, it's just like, hey, forewarning, like essentially forewarning, you're, you're, you fail this, you, your, your campaign is done. And I'm like, what? Wow. Now, it's, <laughs> now it's pressure. I turned yeah. off the, I turned off the iPad because I was like, no, no, I'm not going to get into this tonight. <laughs> the, um, what I also noticed too, I haven't gotten to that point yet in the story, but Ryan, you said you have, is um, there's two other boards that come with the map boards, and that's when you get into, um, like oh, into yeah, interior, uh, um, yeah. um, like in buildings and inside, and they have yeah. obstacles, and so I'll, yeah, I'll pass some... this off to you guys because I haven't talked, about, I haven't seen that yet, so yeah, you guys. Some... Some scenarios are kind of like more grand and you're kind of exploring large sections of land, but then some scenarios come about where you have to use, they, I think they call them battle maps where it's, yeah, it is yes. very more localized, very, very um, small, small area where you will be conducting battles. It's essentially you, you'll be fighting in close quarters and it's really fast to move from one side of the battle map to the other. Cause all these, um, rectangles are very close together and very spread out and they're they're laid out in a way that you can travel um, pretty fast and even if you use ranged weapons that the everything is very in close proximity mm-hmm. to uh, to one another it's really it's really cool and plus those battle maps too um, have like little terrain pieces that, yep. that that they'll give you some maybe some little um maybe maybe a maybe a boon or a perk while you're they say, hey, well, if this has bushes, I can maybe do a hide action and then I can become hidden and then I don't have to take any damage this turn because I, I hid in the bushes for a turn or something like that. Exactly, yeah. And the uh, the other battle map, the kind of inside the building is cool because it could be a castle or it could be a tavern, you know. I've run mm, yep. into like cool scenarios in taverns where you're not even going in there. You're, you're, you're not even going there to fight people. You're going in there to investigate something. So you're going around asking people questions, trying to decipher uh, who might be lying to you or something. You're trying to get information out of people, and that's really cool. And then usually ends up in some sort of a battle. But to start the scenario, you're literally walking into taverns and and just uh, you know like asking questions. And, see, uh, yeah, it's neat. See, this game is doing the same thing, like my nostalgic D and D. Um, part of my brain that has all those stored campaigns that I did years ago. Um, this game is starting to make that itch like Gloomhaven did. When, totally. When, oh, when I played Gloomhaven, Ryan, when we played it, man, I was I was in my glory because it was it was D and D. It was it was hack and slash, and there was no dice to make me look like a fool. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. just just a million decks of cards. Yeah, but yeah. this but this game. Um, the app, I just love how, and it's not one of these, you can play the game and the app is just basically Chrome. This app is an engine that is, I would say, works in consort with, with the cardboard. I mean, they did yeah. such a brilliant job um, designing the app from ground up with the game in mind rather than build the game and then make an app that helps the game. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the, the 
from what I understand of, of the other platforms, like Descent ex- lasted was out for a long time before they even came out with an app. And same thing with Imperial Assault and Mansions of Madness. And Mansions of Madness actually went through two iterations because um, yep. the latest version right now is the second edition. And then they came out with this the, the app that can control the, the yeah, Overlord the, the, app. The Overlord yeah. position. So, yeah, this is the first, I think they're for, from what I gather, I think, yeah, you're right. This is the first time that they kind of developed the app alongside the, in the, the game in tandem. Totally. Yep. And it's, I mean, the, it's seamless. It's just so, the, the fluidity just is beautiful. Yeah. And, oh, it is. And we can, yeah. we can get into the part two that it, as, as a campaign, it's going to progress. And so your characters are also going to progress. You can earn experience points. Um, based right. off, based oh, off building characters, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. win, if you win a scenario, you get maybe a few more points than to say if you just have to progress the story along. Um, so then you can actually buy new cards that kind of go into your deck. You might oh. have to or re- or replace cards. There's another mm-hmm. in-game currency that every now and then, if you do something, they get you lore points. Yep, and yeah, that's uh, right. you can use those to purchase things. Yeah, yeah, new so new uh, upgrades cool. to some of like your 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 gear and your swords or something like that. It. Yeah, this kind of neat. I, I I've started getting to the point of like, oh, what what's going to trigger some more lore for me? Like, to, to what what do I have to do? And some <laughs> most of the times you have to actually encounter those encounter tokens. Now now here's the thing that that I was I was I'm guilty of it too when I was playing D and D. But the whole min maxing thing, right? Um, I can't I can't see this game creating a situation where you're just going to have like this big tank um, that can just go in and thrash. Right, it seems that this game has a really nice balance to um, how your characters develop as the story develops. And again, that's just my perception. I haven't really gotten that deep as you guys have, but yeah, talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah. No, like it, it, it does. It, Rob, it, um, your characters like like are these the same? Is this the same campaign that you guys started with? Yeah, we've we've gone from day one with with uh, the these only two characters i'm playing as legolas she's playing as aragorn and i'm uh legolas i think uh i forget what the two things are i think one of us is a hunter and one of us is something else but we've kept the uh kept everything the same we've gone through the game uh with the lore and things like that upgrading ourselves and and the characters become um very believable um and very uh thematic um you know the farther you go the more battle tested you are and uh the farther you go the more items you find like it's very very just like any kind of video game rpg um or like gloomhaven and things like that yeah. it's it's the, the characters uh are super super well laid out and the, the game is is very thematic as you progress through um becoming smarter better and uh now do you get to yeah more do you get hard. to build up your deck as you're progressing like you, you, you build your experience levels. Like, do they say, yeah. "Oh, put these two cards in your deck now"? Yeah. I... Um. Yeah, you're kind of trading things in and out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mo- mostly it's like, yeah, you can. Uh, re- you're more so replacing your cards, and in between scenarios, like uh, Rob mentioned, that he's said he's keeping his kind of like his class, um, the same. You have an option at the beginning of every scenario to uh, change change your class so like no longer becoming a hunter but now you're going to become a guardian or something yeah. some something along those lines a ranger cool. or something like that and then therefore yeah. then you trade out the trade out the hunter cards and now put in the ranger cards and right and now you can gain experience and purchase new ranger cards to put into your deck and 
Oh, so, or you can awesome. sell uh, another thing you can do is you can sell your cards, like gain the like trade in a card, essentially get the experience, quote unquote, experience for that card, and then buy something else because you say, Oh, that card's like not it's garbage, get it out of my face. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not work, it's not working for me. I'm going to try to try this other thing so you can actually kind of totally. do it that way too. I don't think we actually mentioned either too that, um, how you can lose a scenario. Just if like, if you're playing with multiple characters, if only one of your characters um, is is defeated or exhausted, um, the, the the scenario will be will be over. In that case, it, it's not one of these co-ops where it's like, hey, all, all if all people are exhausted, or if all people are defeated, then you lose the scenario. No, it's only just if one character. That was one thing in my very very first play that I didn't actually um, know about. <laughs> so I so I I went on this I, I did this encounter. And it kind of just kept me kept going this kept going a little bit further, and it's like eventually I just kind of like oh yeah I'm just gonna keep doing the skill check I'm, I'm this encounter's got to be done soon, and all of a sudden it's like at the very end of the encounter it's like you die, like, <laughs> I, 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 I did I did everything I was like oh man this is so good I'm getting all these successes I'm gonna oh the payoff and this is gonna be and then as long as it's just like no you 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 hit a dead end you ran out of air you suffocate you die, <laughs> and I was like what. And then it's like, yeah, your, your scenario's over. And I was like, I didn't even do it. I said, I barely did anything. And I, and I lost. And like, yeah, but it, screen goes and you have to go on to the next one. I was like, oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> yeah, so, it so can be super lethal that way. Yeah. Yeah. So be prepared. So not, not all, not all encounters, even if you do good in them will lead to a, a good outcome. <laughs> Now, totally. now let's talk about, uh, I have not experienced it, but I read about it, but when you're about to expire, you've got like this one last ditch effort chance to survive. Right. Rob, Rob, tell yeah. us about that one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Actually. It gives you one chance to, um, I forget what the, the terminology is, but you have one chance to take on, uh, basically the guys that are around you that have knocked you down to next to dead. And uh, you you have one chance to do it. And you you check whatever it asks you to check, and if you if you succeed, uh, you basically come back to full full ability, I believe, full on everything. You you lose all your fear and and um, injury cards. I, I believe you lose both of them. But I think it's like it's called the last hurrah or something like. I that. think the last stand or something like yeah, that. Last stand. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. And you come back, and you uh, if you pull off the success, you basically leap back up onto your feet and get back into the battle but that big heroic moment yeah yeah exactly it's really thematic that way too right you're down and out and you have one chance to kind of take these guys out around you and and succeed and if you do you yeah you get rid of your your damage cards and you're back in it so it's pretty cool, cool. are you guys ready to have some opinions because uh, that's what we're walking into right now so sure, for sure with our opinions we like to start outside in and we like to start about the box art and the graphic design um this is a big there's a big old box it's a <laughs> it is a it, big it, old box it looks like a double stack um ticket to ride well it's the same size yeah. as the yeah. star wars rebellion box <laughs> yeah it is yeah it's the same box that's right yeah. um now except for a lot more came in rebellion Totally. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my copy right now and the 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 app art and the box art are are like identical and as you said ryan um i believe and i i, I mean I, I haven't done the research on it but it there is a 
darn similarity to the card art in the Lord of the Rings um, uh, uh, LCG. Yeah, I, I, you see, I, I don't own or have played the LCG, but I've, I've kind of seen some of the art and I've, I've seen some people pose like, yeah, I think for the most part, like, well, they because Fantasy Flight does own all the rights to that, to the to the card game as well and everything like that. So it wouldn't surprise me that they would have reused some art pieces. Yeah. So um, I do have and have played the LCG a lot and um, I don't believe there's anything um directly okay uh, brought well, over this, i don't i don't think style so but looks I, very similar the style for for sure yeah, yeah. I, I believe it's the same artist doing a lot of it but it, i don't think there's any actual pieces that are like the same transferred from one to the other i think it's all original in this one but i think it is the same artist or at least somebody trying to do it in the same vein for sure and it's i mean it's it's just the art is full of class is, is what I'm looking at. It just makes yeah. me, it makes me want to stop and go, okay, I got to play this again. Yeah. It's gorgeous. The, um, it is. the components who wants to chat about the components. They're, they're, they're very, they're very nice. I, I, I really enjoy the, the miniatures that come in this game. They're very nice, very detailed. Uh, the, 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 the card stock and the card, the cardboard quality of like the tiles and everything. They're, they're very, very good, very um, very fantasy flight standards. Like they, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they have top top production. Like if you're, if you've gotten a big box um, fantasy flight game, um, you know what you're gonna get in the in the component quality here. Totally, hundred percent agree. It um, it's fantasy flight at their absolute best. Um, the art, the miniatures. I'm a huge miniature guy. I, I love uh love minis and just seeing these characters as minis um and just you know i i drooling wanting to paint them <laughs> and uh it's uh yeah i mean yeah it's fantasy flight top notch it's what i come to expect from them they didn't disappoint card stock uh the size of the cards the size of the player mats the size of the player cards everything just works nicely sits on the table in front of you nicely um I bought some organizers and kind of uh, reorganized the box myself, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's top notch all the way. Yeah. Right. Right out of the base game. It, it, it's, it's very, it's very manageable of what you actually get. I don't have, I don't have bought like a little Plano yet to, to organize my bits. Everything's <laughs> just in little baggies right now, but it's, it's not, it's not overwhelming. The, no, the amount of no. the amount of pieces that you're going to get one little one, just like the, the, the smallest of the qualms is that the, with with the territory tiles and the way that they're divided sometimes the, the territory for maybe the amount of pieces that are going to go on that territory the territories are mm. little a little small little get a little cramped yeah uh, yeah i could agree I've, I've run into some scenarios where i've had to like push them together you know like, <laughs> like yeah get, like try to get them to fit but yeah i mean but i like it too with the with some of the enemy groups like if it says oh this group has like three enemies attached to it they can you get the, the little banners that will represent right. that those represent are very that very cool so that you yeah just, oh okay i don't actually have to put all the minis on that part i can just put the little banner and i know right. that, that that group has like three mm -hmm. three enemies in it and represent totally. the group yeah cool yeah. the um moving on to like a rule book readability learning curve i can i can comment on that um uh they come out with two books one is a learn to play and one's a rules reference oh. um they they, <laughs> they i mean I love 
I love rule books and it, it's just this thing. My wife just bugs me all the time where she will just, you know, read fiction after fiction. And I'm a big, I'll read a textbook. I, I part, that's what my brain likes. So I, the, the read through this was fine. I didn't find anything that, no. that drove me nuts in, in regards to the language or bad grammar or typos. Um, uh, I was, I, I was, I had no problems navigating, um, the rule book looking for answers to my questions. I don't know. What about you guys? No, I learned this strictly from the, uh, from the rule book as well. And no, it is very well laid out. Um, I, I, I've been very vocal and open in past episodes, how I very, very much dislike the tool rule book system, the learn to play, and then the rules reference, but it works. It works with this game. The learn to play is very, very well laid out on how like to go through like that very first scenario. Mm-hmm. And then the rules reference is actually very, very good at it. It's well laid out. It's well spaced. Um, very easy to find what you need. And from what I remember of my original plays, I, I didn't actually have that many questions it may just been just like a little thing like oh exactly how does what's the sequence like a procedural thing yeah yeah that that was and that was it and then the rules reference just answers that like right away so no this one as much as i very much dislike the two rule (laughs) um it it, it, it works it's very functional for this game rob did this book drive you nuts no I, i couldn't agree more with with both of you um the tool rule book two rule book thing yeah can be a bit frustrating at times, but I found that this learn to play uh, was super easy because I'm sometimes I get pretty confused with rules. Um, usually have the wife kind of take over and, and, and mull it, mull it over. But this one, I, I started on my own and uh, yeah, I hit a couple bumps along the way, but she, uh, she always explains things to me a little bit better than I read them anyway. So she, uh, she seemed to get through this uh, super easily, and uh, we had a few, yeah, a few questions here or there, but um, yeah, we picked them out of the the reference there, no problem, and uh, yeah, we're off to the races within you know an hour. Well, same here. My my ADD brain was like, want to play, want to play, want to play. I can't read this fast enough, and I yeah. was <laughs> I was playing like quickly it was i totally. was happy i wasn't fidgety it was just like okay got it let's go let's try this thing out the app was i mean the app was like a nice set of training wheels on that on that first totally. scenario so yeah. yeah that was a nice it was a nice smooth transition with both the uh the paper copy and the app guiding at least from from my perspective guiding me through that those uh those first games so yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Game system and game style. I think we talked a bit about both of those, but I mean, we can we can both give our opinions of it. Um, I, I, I'm I'm in love with this game right now. I, I I can't see myself like I told like right when I said out of the gates, this scratches that nostalgic itch of D and D for me absolutely. So um, if if this can do that and bring back that same that same kind of wide-eyed, you know, amazement when I started playing D and D. Well, and we, as we said, the, the thematic, the narrative, everything is just so well connected. It just, I, I, I yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's it, it's it's really cool that the app is is done very well. I wish that they kind of had like a maybe maybe a narrator. Um, 
read read me this but with but a that, british accent of course but that that's just like a very small like nitpicky thing like they've already done a fantastic production job on this that would have just been like icing on the cake um type totally. type, type type of deal yeah have stephen fry do the 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 read over <laughs> i was doing more of a morgan freeman kind of guy <laughs> But no, the the game system for me it 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 work it works very well. Um, I w- I was in the trans like I've played Imperial Assault quite a bit, but I was always played as I always played the Overlord, um, guy in in, in our group and whatnot. And then when they came up with that app, that kind of that that managed all of that information and the tracking of that that I I absolutely adored it. Now when the, they came with this game with that in mind. I, I immediately wanted to buy in because I was like, yes, I don't, we don't have to learn how to play as an overlord. We, we, we don't ever have to do that totally. in this game. Yeah. The thing that when I looked at the box um, and it said uh, solo play and I, I immediately with the app kind of understood that it was really solo play. I had a big smile because it was like, I don't need anybody else to enjoy this game. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rob, you are you digging the uh, the game system and oh. style? Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> I I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. Like, just love Lord of the Rings, and um, we we are a big Gloomhaven house here as well. And uh, our crew gets to play. We try to do at least once a week. Um, sometimes it doesn't pan out. You know, maybe it could be a couple weeks could go by before we get the four of us together. But um, we play two or three scenarios. Um, but this allows me and Anna Marie to sit down to a similar type of thing night after night after night um, and enjoy it. It scratches all the same itches of, of Gloomhaven, perhaps more because of the theme on its own and the, the, the app driving things is really cool. And um, yeah, I, I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah, the well, accessibility of this game too, compared to something like Gloomhaven, which has a lot of little finicky um rules to certain things and a lot of that this I, yeah this mm-hmm. was way more accessible as as a, like an adventure game if, certainly if you, if you were to pick up if you say you wanted your first adventure game this would be something that i would maybe suggest as like your, your first um exploration Absolutely. into that and, into that kind of category and not to poo poo gloomhaven i mean i love gloomhaven oh but the God. setup time the setup time compared to this game is night and day yeah yeah it, it is um I was able to organize my Gloomhaven um, just so that I've got a, a pretty good um, a pretty good way of, of getting set up. I've, it's it's long and involved, but either way, it's, uh, <laughs> I've got it down to a science now on how to do that. But yeah, as far as accessibility goes, it's night and day for sure. You could throw this on the table, be ready to go in fifteen minutes. Gloomhaven, you know, you're talking. 45 minutes before you got the board laid out and everyone's got their character out and picking their cards and everything. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly way more accessible. And like you said, this would be a good intro game for anyone that's trying to uh, get into this type of adventure game style. Well, my favorite thing now with the opinions uh, section is, is when we talk about unique mechanisms and I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold and I'm gonna say that the most unique mechanism on this game is is this app. This app yeah. rocks, hands down. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it, it's simply amazing what they can do 
the, 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 the sky's the limit for what they will be able to do with this. If you want to create new content, which the new content is already in the pipeline. Um, all they have to do is just say, they just program in some new, a new adventure and just update, release it out, charge you five bucks, get 12 new scenarios, like boom, right there. You don't need new, um, components like necessarily they can just create a whole new adventure just with what what you have right there in front of you totally i saw on their uh, on the app there they have the little store segment and they had a uh, kind of a releasing soon and it looks like they're going to release little uh character packs too so you might get yeah. a store on or something right that you add to the game um but uh yeah totally you could just use the the parts you got updating the app giving you new scenarios for like you said five bucks for another dozen scenarios and who's not going to do that right like like i can't even find part part of my brain tries to see if i can poke holes into something to see if there is a weakness and i I can't even come to think of anything that that i could you know poke holes into the app system because it's intuitive it's it, it demonstrates it's uh it, it propels the story um and i think that was part of the whole plan when they when they yeah. when they in tandem designed the game and the app yeah, it'll, be, it'll be as relevant um until apps like this don't no longer exist but we have no idea when yeah. that when that future is ever going to come if it ever does come so i think it's going to be around here for quite a while now yeah, like this game, we likely won't be able to play. Uh, your grandchildren likely won't be able to play this game, you know. With, but um, it's like trying to find the end the of the internet. Being, yeah, right. So for the time being, yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, this app's going nowhere. Cool. Now, I like the skill check system with the flipping over of the cards. Yeah. And your in your cards having successes on them that um, I I personally haven't come across a game that's that does skill checks in that same manner. Most, most games are like more like, like a, like a dice roll to do do your skill check. My first impression on that when I started playing was I I was skeptical. I'm thinking, how is this good? The skill check process going to be, you know, effective or, or relevant. And, and it, didn't take too long for me to go okay i get this now and the idea of uh i want to say influence to get inspiration is inspiration yeah the 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 moment that you realize that that is an important resource and commodity to assist you in this whole field check yeah so i I, yeah i immediately was flipped on that yeah i remember in our first couple scenarios we were throwing the inspiration willy-nilly right like like, oh, yeah, I'll use that. I'll use that. Um, sure, let's up our, our check when you should really, really hold on to those for only certain scenarios, right? Like yeah. we were using them to try and, like we said, like climb the tree, right? Um, should I use two inspiration to get myself a four success to climb the tree or should I be fine with a two success and see what happens and hold on to that inspiration for something a little more dire? Uh, we learned that the hard way for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now, the last part on this section is, I mean, it's obvious the way we've been just gushing about this game. Does it all connect, boys? Well, connection for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it, it's a it's a very good um, implementation of and get, getting somebody immersed into a, into the Lord of the Rings um, universe, uh, even though even though the story like in, in the beginning, is quite like a quite like a generic 
um, high fantasy type of type of storyline. Oh, there's some orcs running around and <laughs> what, what are they up to? You better go check. You better go check it out. Like I've heard that story a billion times already, but then where it takes you, that's right. where that's that you got you got to get right into it. like when I hear when I hear skepticism of people are like oh this that the story isn't very unique or anything like that. Well, these are people that are only playing it over like they've only played like the first two scenarios maybe. Yeah, like, like, yeah. You you got to get you got to invest some time. You got to get into that. That's where you're going to get the the most experience, the, the most uh, most out of this is that you got to go through it. Now, Rob, with your uh, experience in the IP, have you noticed any of the the future scenarios being very scripted, like um, con- uh, like connected to the original um, literature, or is it sort of like influenced by? Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I find it the opposite. I find it influenced, but definitely not um, like scripted out of the books or anything like that. Like it's yeah, it's using um, places and names. But um, it's really giving you a fresh story to follow um, that, uh, yeah, like you haven't seen on TV and you haven't read in a book. So it's kind of, yeah, for me, it's, it's something brand new and fresh, um, but, but familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer, too, that, uh, that as far as, like, memory goes, we remember narrative a lot better than we remember, you know, anything else. Because, uh, I, I mean, I still remember d and d stories from you know when I was in my teens and and I think this this like you just said the 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 color that's you know brought into it and the, well like you said the players are the same but the the places are different and the problems yeah. are different yeah if i if I want something more pure Lord of the rings the 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 lore the story and everything I'll just play war of the ring yeah right right if you're looking to live out the lord of the rings simulation yeah Yeah, but this is like just new adventures and and uh they're you know taking dips and dives in different directions depending on how you do and um yeah it's it's fantastic yeah i like the branching storylines like if you succeed you're going to do something different in the next scenario so scenario unless but if you failed your your next scenario is going to be different and totally that's going to be that's really cool Nice. Well, conclusions time. Um, I, I'll I'll be I'll be blunt, and uh, we are uh, Ryan. You give give Rob our our, uh, our rating system. We we have a very unique. Ra- There's no numbers, man. <laughs> it's, it's 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 literally it, it, is it is it going to go on the top sh- top shelf? Be proudly displayed amongst all. Is it kind of like your middle of the road? Is it the middle shelf? It's always going to be there. Um, you'll just pull it out every now and then. Is it on the bottom of the shelf where it's going to get collect dust and get, or is it not even <laughs> going to go on the shelf at all? Which I, fall onto the trade pile. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So kinda... um, I, I, I'll like my conclusion to this is like, I kept saying over and over again, this brings me back to those nostalgic moments of D and D way back to when we used the words Thaco <laughs> to hit armor class zero. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, this, this game is just ringing, um, all the, all the, the nice memories I had about, um, this thematic and it's interesting cause it's, it's a thematic game, but it's Euro like mechanically driven. And, um, yeah, I'm, this is, this is top shelf for me. Like I'm going to have to widen out that top shelf because it's starting to turn into a, a big long <laughs> shelf. 
Well, 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 game boxes are just getting bigger and bigger. Ah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this, this is, this is just. I mean, scratching that right spot in my brain that makes that leg thump like a, like a retriever. Yeah, for me, this is also good. As long as they keep releasing more content, this will be a top shelf game. As long as they keep up, as they, as long as they keep keep going with new content, because I don't. For me personally, I don't know how many times I will do uh, the same scenario. I'll probably only maybe do it like two or three times, and then I don't even I, think I'll be able to get to the end of the story. Right? I mean, it's <laughs> it's like yeah, for yeah. So for me, as long as they keep producing some new content and releasing new campaigns and everything, yeah, this will most likely remain on the top shelf. At the very worst, it'll be on the middle shelf. Has this at, bumped uh, Imperial Assault? Uh no. <laughs> now is it because the ip like are you so, so, first, so, for, so for me I, i'm more of a big star wars space battles and everything type so and then like with imperial assault it's it's got a lot more content right now that i've still yet to explore so right now like imperial assault is still pretty big in in in, in my in my books but this one is very it's like scratches the same itches now i can just i can do the same thing but in a high fantasy um world and everything like that and for for most people like a lot of people in my game group like the star wars isn't uh is, isn't a thing there's a few of us that really really enjoy star wars there's more people that will enjoy high fantasy so i can get this played with them more most likely cool rob yeah no i i couldn't agree more with ryan here um it's uh it scratches all my itches it's uh an adventure game it's lord of the rings ip which is huge on my list and like you said i'm a i'm a massive star wars guy too um that being said i haven't played uh, imperial assault um so uh this doesn't replace that for me because i haven't <laughs> played it but um it's uh yeah so this game is 100 top shelf for me as long as they they uh they keep rolling out uh more stuff for it i mean it doesn't even have to be uh quickly it could be, you know, once a year they, they drop something for it that refreshes it for me and adds something to it that I can dive back into the game. But yeah, I'll proudly have this top shelf uh, for everyone to see um, when they come into the into the game room here. Um, and I'll gladly talk about it with anybody that wants to talk about it, play it anytime. Um, yeah, it scratches all my itches. The minis, the app that drives it, the ease of getting it to the table. Uh, the fact that uh, we could play two, three, four scenarios in a night if I wanted to, just with me and the wife, you know. So, like, that's a, that's a big deal for me. Um, yeah, top shelf all the way as long as they, they keep doing things for it. Otherwise, like you said, at very least, it hits middle shelf. <laughs> well, and the comfortable thing is Fantasy Flight isn't like a fly-by-night company. They've they've got some no. roots, so... Uh, totally. Yeah. That's why I expect that this is going to stay top shelf. Like I, I don't have any reason to think otherwise. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, top shelf all the way. Right on. Yeah, this one's going to get a lot more support than the than than like say like the new Arkham Horror game that came out. Like this one already yeah. has this one already has an expansion announced. They haven't announced anything for that for the Arkham Horror Third Edition. Yeah, I played that a couple times, and it, it was a lot of fun. I would say it's better than the. Uh, than uh, the originals there but uh, yeah i mean would i play that or this it's lord of the rings all day yeah. awesome awesome well before we uh before we exit um uh we promised that uh that we would get a a snapshot of uh what rob's working on so rob talk to us about <laughs> okay. uh yeah to, no this is awesome man yeah. i 
I love creativity. And this is uh, when, before we went live, you were talking to me a little bit about this and, and uh, I, I immediately was leaning into the, uh, leaning into the screen and paying attention. Cause this uh, immediately, like the, the theme of this caught me instantly. So I'll Perfect. pass it over um, to you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm working on uh, tentatively right now is a game called uh, Monarch Migration. And the theme of it uh, has to do with monarch butterflies. And um, it's, it's all about their migration south from the southern British Columbia down to uh, California. And uh, it's so far, it's kind of like uh, a race game to a degree where you're trying to get as many butterflies uh, to the end of the first leg as possible. And then you try to uh, get uh, another set of butterflies down to California in the second leg, because it takes several generations of these butterflies to actually make it from BC down to, to California. So the guy who starts the, uh, the migration will die before they, they get to California and their offspring actually end up down in, in California and vice versa on the way back to BC. Um, and in this game, it's right now it's going from two to four players. Um, uh, and you're, 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 you're racing to a midpoint to have a mid scoring section of this game where you're trying to get as many butterflies into like this mid section as possible by using certain actions. And the actions I have uh, on the tableau that you have will have a migrate where you're moving butterflies X amount of space. This is depending on how many cards you have on. And when you're repopulating uh, uh, butterflies by adding them in certain breeding grounds that you'll have along the way, where if you have pairs of butterflies in certain areas and use the populate action, you're going to produce more butterflies and then hopefully move them down into these, uh, these scoring areas. And it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of like a scythe type of deal where on your tableau, you have four different actions you can use and you can only do one or the other at any time. You can't continuously do the same action over and over again. And you're continuously um, building up your tableau to have more actions so that every time you use your migrate action, if you'd drawn a card and played a new card on top of that spot on your migrate, maybe now you get to do two migrate actions in a row or something like that. Um, and then there's also specialty cards you're going to be able to get with um, certain predators that uh, like to uh, feast on these, uh, these poor butterflies. And you're using these, these cards against each other, um, using these two different birds in different areas that'll, you know, take certain amount of butterfly tokens off the board and these mice that will, you can use when they're in the forests and things like this. Um, yeah, it's, it's a neat, a neat game. It's a cool theme that we've play tested uh, thoroughly uh, twice with two different groups. And I've, I've made some major changes to it as I've gone along. And my hope is to play test it a lot through the next month or so, and then come up with a pretty concrete prototype um, and then uh, film a video for it and get a rule book made up for it and then start hopefully uh, seeing what uh, publishers think. Good. That's, wow. I mean, I love the predation part with the, with the, <laughs> with the mice and the birds and because it's in two different, um, uh, um, you know, air and land kind of thing. So there's, yeah. there's, uh, there's no safe place for the monarchs to go hide. No, 
Exactly, and then it's kind of luck of the draw on uh, what cards become available to you. There's two different tableaus. Each player is going to have their own personal deck that they use to modify their tableau. But then there's the specialty cards on a different on a different uh, part of the board that you'll be able to acquire depending on how much draw you have. So if you have uh, just your base draw, you can take from the first spot. If you have uh, more than your base draw, you can go to the second area. And if you have all of your draw out, you can go and select cards from the third area. Um, and these cards are, are going to be all sorts of different types of things that um, mess with you and your opponents. So you could actually use like tailwind cards and headwind cards to move, shift your butterflies up and down the valley as you might want to maybe shift them into a spot where they'll be able to uh, populate or shift your opponents out of a spot that they're going to populate to, to try and, you know, try and manipulate each other's boards. Um, and yeah, using the, these different creatures against each other, there's going to be side winds and cross winds, and there's going to be pesticides and all sorts of different things that kind of screw with uh, the, where these uh, monarchs are on your board. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a cool, cool game, kind of like two different races uh, down to this midpoint, getting some points, uh, like a mid game scoring, and then you start your second leg and then you have a final game scoring at the end. The uh, right when you right when you started talking to uh, uh, to, uh, you know to me about it, the theme just completely uh, struck me because instantly in my head I'm running through going, I I have never come across a butterfly game. Right. Yeah, and it, it kind of came to me uh, when I was at work one day, um, seeing some outside, and uh, you know I I started reading about them, and uh, and it's just I kept thinking about this would make a cool game. And, and just, I had a notepad on, on my desk as, and as I think of things, I'd write it down. And I came home one weekend with enough notes and kind of butchered together uh, like this little prototype and played it with my wife, uh, uh, kind of two player trying to figure things out. And then we, we building got block. quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We built on it and built on it until I had enough uh, that I wanted to, I shared it with a couple different groups. Like a lot of the guys from the, uh, terminal city there have mm -hmm. taken a look at it and um got a lot of good feedback changed a lot of things play tested it with anna marie's uh she has a separate group she plays with they went through it front to back made a lot more changes and i'm at a, a spot now that uh i have a really good feeling about so it'll be a lot of play testing here in the next six weeks or so the and then, uh, uh wow. we'll go from there what uh what what excites me about this is is the potential for the the beautiful art yes that's that's one thing i don't want to mess around with i want this game to look stunning at the end of the day so um that'll be a big part of it i can you know i picture the box already right you can imagine with these monarchs on the front of it well and the board yeah I'd, I'd mentioned this like audubon society level kind of like right. gorgeous art or, yeah yeah totally yeah just maybe so start yeah, maybe start talking to Beth about. Sobel, see if she's got some uh... <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. So yeah, Ryan listen, Ryan, what's uh what's your brain doing now that you that the yeah, all that info's in? I, I, I really I'm really I'm really digging it. It <laughs> so it's so it's so unique that I, I, that's I, what I, everyone I'm, keeps saying yeah. and I, i'm a i'm a sucker for unique themes so I'm I'm drawn right in right away here. So I love how happy to hear that. I love how you're using wind as a uh, potential obstacle or, you know, um, mm -hmm. strategy. Uh, right. Because, because it's, it's, it's yeah. 
yeah, yeah it's, it's cool because you could use this like a, for instance a tailwind card to either push yourself into uh into a scoring area or a populating area or you could use one to to push it your your like for instance you could use it to push um, and overshoot their, their feeding area yeah. yeah exactly you could push them into your scoring area or i could push yours out of a populating area or something like that like they're or they, into a danger zone versatile. where some predation right. happens yeah exactly so it's, oh, this, it's up to you how, how you want to use it this could be very passive aggressive take that it's like it's not me 100%. it's the wind man yeah, like, sorry i just yeah the wind popped up and you lost all your butterflies but yeah it's uh super take that uh at the end of the day <laughs> and it's uh, uh yeah i just i picture it being uh pretty and um and, and intelligent a theme uh, that people like yeah i and and what i'm sensing too is that you've, you you you've been doing your research and For it's sure. and it's um like like what we've just talked about the necessity of the theme connecting with the mechanisms and 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 uh totally. yeah research just is what's going to make that happen when you find those details and you try to find how a mechanism can connect with the detail of the uh the theme and and propel it exactly yeah and that's that's what i'm trying to do i've done i've done a lot of research i got a little bit more to go but um yeah i think I'll, I'll, most of the uh the foundation is there for what i need and uh it'll just be tweaking things left and right and then uh, maybe adding a little bit more to the theme with a little bit more research on finding out various other things. But um, yeah, it's uh, the, the foundation's there for sure. Um, and it's been very positive feedback so far. So I'm looking forward to it. Yay. Yeah. So Rob on our way out, where can, uh, where can people uh, find you on social media or they can uh... find me on Twitter and YouTube? I do. Um, like unboxing videos i do i did an unboxing video for lord of the rings here you can find on my youtube that's metal meeples and beer um and on twitter at metal meeples and beer um yeah you can find me in those two places i don't do the facebook thing so that's those twitter and and, uh youtube Uh, just so people know um uh you've got like the most awesome t-shirts that uh we're gonna have (laughs) we're gonna have to do a t-search swap because uh for sure yeah. yeah anybody wants them just uh just DM me and I'll send them out. Yeah, Ryan, I'm sure you probably want a T-shirt that has uh, Meeple holding two beers. Oh, baby! <laughs> There's a, gu- a guitar in one side and a beer in the other. Oh, uh, that's I'm awesome! Not, I'm, I'm in love. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like, your, your, your logo, your logo just like, just drew me like right as soon as the very first time I ever saw it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pull out a big lighter and just light it right away. Exactly. <laughs> I'm showing my age, people. Um, uh, <laughs> so uh, on that note, um, uh, thank you very much, Rob. This was so much fun. Uh, we'll, yes, thank we'll, you, Well, Rob. thank you, guys. We'll have to do this pleasure. more often. And, Anytime. Um, you let me know. Awesome. So thank you very much for, uh, for listening. This is Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. And we'll catch you later. We are Bridge City Board Gamers, and you can find us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at BC Board Gamers. Our Facebook page is Saskatoon Tabletop Games Community. And on Board Game Geek, guild number 3039.